Everyone's a relative expert in something. Violins. Makeup. Coffee. Rhinos. That's pretty random. Yeah, but it's pretty neat to know. I'm Nick. And I'm Grayson. And we're committed to never being left out in any conversation. Join us on our quest to know just enough about, about everything. everything. Welcome to our second episode. I'm Nick. And I'm Grayson. And today our subject is going to be Parks and Rec. Versus The Office. Wow. What a hot topic. Yep. And you know, full disclosure here, I have watched both of those shows, I think in their entirety. I might have missed some of The Office, but it's been a long time and I think I was just kind of a casual viewer. I don't like appreciate the the nuances and the controversy here very much. Hmm. But I know it's a thing and I want to know more. Yeah. You know, I, I actually haven't been able to finish both of them. Um, I'm more of a community kind of guy, uh, but I've, I think I've watched up to season four four of the office and season five of parks and rec just never really got that deep into it and i always kind of feel left out in conversations where everybody's laughing uh just cackling over uh, the inside jokes and dropping lines yeah yeah um yeah well if you're anything like uh nick and i then you've been listening to taylor swift a lot this last week and um now here we are and if you're looking for more content to consume in your social media and and you're just uh, casual time. It's time to watch The Office and Parks and Rec again with this controversy in your mind. But to unpack it more, we have with us today our subject matter expert, Peter Vanderpool. Hey there. Hey guys. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a real treat to be here. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for coming, Pete. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about what you do, where you're from? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I'm a uh, I'm 22. Um, I've been in D.C. or the D.C. area for about five years. I went to school here. Um, that's how I met both of you. Um, I'm originally from Northern California, I'm born and raised California. I'm very still loyal to the best state in the union. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> East Coast, best coast. Uh, that's a lie. Uh, East Coast, East Coast, East Coast. Yeah, yeah the Man. least least coast. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> and I uh, I currently work on Capitol Hill, which, as you can tell, that was like the fourth thing I said about myself. So it shows that like I'm a normal I'm a normal person. Right, nice. love that. Well, Peter, yeah, thanks for coming on. I feel like I asked you to be on the show this week with us because I've known you for several years, and you are always so like good at dropping in, sprinkling in little references and quotes to these shows. That like when I'm in the room, I don't laugh, but like two other people would laugh, and I'm like. Uh, there's something there i'm missing it but i want to know more about it you clearly know a lot like how well would you say you know these shows i'd say i know them pretty well like there's people obviously they're going to know like you know intricacies of each episode but i think like as for someone who has watched both of these shows multiple times um has really just kind of enjoyed each show kind of for what it is um i think you know, revisiting certain episodes, certain storylines. I just, I just really enjoy both shows. And so I think that I have a pretty good grasp of, of this kind of controversy on both sides. Mm-hmm. I have the, I'm definitely on one side of this argument, but I think b- understanding both shows, watching them, you know, and kind of being in these arguments, you really get to understand both sides. And um, I'm really excited to kind of like talk through and, you know, kind of how I differentiate the two shows and why mm-hmm. I would hang out on one side, but I do understand, you know, why people like, uh, one show over the other. Hmm. So right off the gate, can I ask, 
which side do you do you lean on? Where where do you fall? I uh, I'm a Parks and Rec guy. Oh wow, mm-hmm. wow! Okay. I feel like that's it's a little it seems uh, to be the minority opinion in my yeah. experience. Would you say that? It's so it, in college it was definitely um, I'd get yelled at repeatedly. I was oh, wow. I would hold down wow. one side of the argument, and there were a lot of people that would just kind of completely you just kind of. The opposition is fierce. Yeah. (laughs) But now that I've gotten older, actually, there have been a lot of people that have, like, kind of come up to me like, yeah, I think Parks and Rec is better. (laughs) Or or just been like, yeah, I think Parks and Rec is better. I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what that is, but just I've had a lot more people recently kind of be like, yeah, you know, completely agree that Parks and Rec is better. Like, that's the normal view. And I'm just, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. It's great. Yeah. How many uh, controversial conversations, like, does this come up a lot, this controversy, or is it more like peaceful than we're making it out to be I, w- I would say it's it can be it can get a little heated yeah it can definitely get a little <laughs> heated. absolutely yeah any yeah. any uh punches thrown in the oh it's just like uh you know my pop culture opinions don't have relevance yeah i'm just <laughs> like yeah it's you know it's just have you watched the show yeah right. um you know just things like that yeah all right so you know for me like i you know i haven't even watched the entire shows for both of them and uh, I don't even know where to get started. So, mm-hmm. like, could you? Yeah, where where would you help us get started here? I think it's, it's might it's probably pretty straightforward, but I think it makes sense for both shows to kind of like a lot of the shows. There aren't really narrative based that you can kind of jump in wherever. It's not going to give away too much. Huh. So I would, just real quick stepping back a little bit. Yeah. We got we got the office. It's a paper company. These guys are like doing their jobs, but sure. not really doing it. Like hanging out. Mm-hmm. We got Parks and Rec work for the government for the parks and rec like, yeah. sector or whatever mm-hmm. also kind of doing their job not really so the yeah. trope the of both is like that they're both kind of like boring job workplaces they're single cam workplace comedies it's basically just kind of that's what would made the office so compelling and parks and rec very similar is that people it's something that people can kind of connect to they've all had mm. crazy bosses annoying co-workers you know Stuff like that, everyone yep. can connect with, gotcha. and so kind of. The, I see why you put working on the hill as fourth because you, you relate with this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and so you kind of there are a lot of things that people can connect to in both shows. Cool. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, but back to what you were saying. Um, yeah. So uh, the thing is, is that like I would say that you should definitely try to maybe jump into like maybe like season two, season three of both shows. Watch a couple episodes, kind of feel your way out. You kind of get the vibe because usually. If you start right at the beginning, you don't really get you, you don't get the full form of the characters. So you huh. kind of even the writers are kind of trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, what characters work, what relationships work. Hmm. And kind of they're learning how to write for the characters in the same way. The office you do get less of this just because there were they, it was the office UK at first. And so a lot of the same writers went to the office US. And so they oh, kind of they, yeah, there there's a lot more uh, There's a separate show. Yes, the, the office, office UK. Yes. Wow. Uh, Ricky wow. Gervais did it. Um, he plays the Michael character in that show. And so a lot of the writers no and way. things were had very similar. And the actors, too, they had kind of seen that show. They kind of knew the types of characters they were playing. Huh. And so that one gets off to a little bit more of a faster start. But they have a bit of a head start. They've got like three they seasons to already had a baseline. Pull. Yeah. Have right. you seen the UK one? I've seen episodes. I've not seen the whole thing. Wow. So would you say like that would that would make me stand out in a crowd if I was like... Oh, well, I've seen the the UK version of. The oh yeah, I definitely think that you could you could definitely <laughs> get some points for that. Absolutely, huh. um, noted. So, but you can even I would recommend kind of jumping into a couple episodes, just kind of kind of get a feel feel for the characters, feel for what it's going through, and I think that helps you kind of push through. 
especially Parks and Rec doesn't get off to a really fast start like The mm. Office does. And so it allows you to really push through and kind of get a good feel for where the show is going, what the target thing is. And it's really not going to give away too huh. much because it's not it's not really narrative driven. Like you're not going to get really much spoilers. You can kind of tell where the show is going from the outset in both shows. Right. Start at season two and there's right. a UK version. Office had kind of a head start. Does right. that give points for Parks and Rec because it's an original idea? But it came after The Office, so it's not that oh, original. That was right? that's where I was going to say yes, definitely a lot of the derivative same... of a derivative. You could say The Office is better. Double derivative. That. You um, could definitely. There's arguments to be made for both. Um, I think that that's it, just because saying something is 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 first doesn't necessarily make it better. Right. Um, and so I think that there's elements that are perfected, things that they do better on both shows, things that are done worse, and just things that are different based on you know there's different actors, different writers that mm-hmm. they might have similar themes, but you know, there are a lot of other, you know, actors put their own imprints on characters. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's just very different. It's hard okay. to compare the two. So that. let's get into like some of the specifics here. Like what, what makes each show unique? What is there about it that like pops? What, what do people talk about in these conversations? So usually the debate comes down to kind of the individual, the individual seasons or episodes for the office versus the long arc of a show that is Parks and Rec. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So specifically um, when that comes to like certain seasons or episodes of the office are some of the best comedy television that has ever been put to screen. Like the, some of these episodes wow. are just hilarious. They're always funny. The characters are great. Like they're just, they're just iconic. Well, and there's give, me some, can, give me some of these yeah. episodes. Uh, the dinner party where Michael and Jan have Jim and Pam and Dwight and his babysitter over for dinner is like 23 minutes of some of the best television you will ever see. Like the, the TV <laughs> that folds right into the wall. Yeah. Uh, the the just, TV that folds into the wall. Yeah. The, okay. uh, you have Michael's bed that's like a little footstool that's at the foot of where Jan sleeps. Um, <laughs> the, the fights Wait, that they have. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really funny. Um, you've got long uh, – there's just so m- – you get the long stretch of the show that's like – you get individual – Individual episodes and individual seasons, like seasons three and four of The Office are just really funny. You've got, they're just hit after hit after hit after three hit. Three and four. Yeah, okay. I would say that those okay. are probably the two best seasons. Season one and two, there are other good ones too. But season three and four, like peak. Um, Dinner and, episode. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's Dinner kind party of... party episode. Yes. Maybe the top no, one? I would say that's that's pretty pretty consistent to say that's the top one. Wow. Is, there, is there another Office episode from season three or four that's like a little less known that people maybe less quote, but that's about like as funny. Like you would only like know this if you were like a deep office fan. Um, it's really hard because a lot, just, it's, it's hard to say that they're all like, they're all really good. Like dinner party is probably the best, but they're all like really good. There aren't like mm. any duds or any like ones like, Oh, little sleeper. It's like, no, you enjoy it oh. all. They're all really good. Um, and okay. it's hard for any show, not just parks and rec, any show to compete with like that those peaks of the office interesting yeah right. like especially for like whole seasons of is good like you might get like a paintball episode for community right like that gets up there right. those are incredible but like for a whole season it's really hard to do huh. and so that's where the office people will say look at these individual episodes these individual seasons parks and rec can't hold a candle to them hmm. and they've got huh. a good argument right. they've got a good argument but the problem is okay is that the office does not keep that over time is okay. that eventually there's a hard cutoff and that hard cutoff, spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen it, you know. But Pause I'm, the podcast right now. <laughs> go watch the show. Come back. Um, when uh, Michael leaves, when Michael leaves the show, 
Gonna be honest, I that's when I stopped watching. I, I don't even that? know the episodes uh, after I, that. I'm not exact. I think it's season seven. I think it's season seven. Okay. Or maybe early part of season eight. But what happens after that is that the show, and I would say completely goes into a gutter. That yeah. the whole show was revolving around Michael. I'll get to this later. Um, <laughs> but, and it completely just like, they really don't, it kind of loses its purpose. It really doesn't know what it's doing. Huh. So they start introducing a lot of new characters. And it goes back to what I said about a first season where you've got a lot of new characters that have to figure themselves out with a lot of other established characters. And they start throwing things at the wall. They start throwing relationships at the wall that really don't make sense. They start messing with characters. They can't, they can't carry the weight of the show that Michael did. And they kind of lose a lot. And so... Do you know why Michael left? I th- uh, Steve Carell, I think, just wanted... Was just kind of done and wanted to move on. And was by that time, he was like, you know, the mo- like most famous actor on television. So he could go huh. pretty much do whatever he wanted. I mean, seven seasons. That's... What did he even do? I'm, I don't even know. Um, I, he started doing like dramatic movie roles. Like he did a bunch of other stuff. Like he was kind of doing movie stuff at the same time. I think... I don't know exactly. Um, the Good listeners can figure it out for them. Can, you know, can go look it up themselves. But... Um, I would say that like that's 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 like a huge takeaway is a huge like drawback to the show is that there's like a huge tank and it's like it does not really get well and that's mm. like two seasons of that. Now the last couple of episodes of the show are very good. I would say that they are they like wrap mm. it up really well. It's a good resolution, but there's just a lot of like just kind of meandering around, just kind of filling up space that aren't that isn't really purposeful. Huh. On the other hand, Parks and Rec as I mentioned earlier, it starts out slow. First season is not particularly great. There's some funny moments, but it's not particularly great. And then a couple episodes into season two, it starts to hit its stride. It starts to figure things out, and it starts going, and it starts, you know, characters start to figure it out. They get the storylines right. They get the relationships right. And it starts, to, it starts to increase. It starts to get better in quality. And it keeps right. going, keeps going, keeps going, and it doesn't stop. Hmm. So I wow. would say the seventh season, the last season is better than the so next. Parks and Rec gets nothing but better. It gets time. nothing from nothing but better the entire time. Um, hmm. It's the the storylines get better, the characters you get more invested in. It gets funnier, um, and it's always new. It's always original. It's hmm. it's it's nothing derivative or anything like that. And so that's huh. where it's different than The Office is that they they start doing characters start doing different things they start branching out from the parks and rec department so they all start huh. some some start getting different jobs you start to see how that gets yeah. gets going there's just a lot more stuff going on and then the finale is probably is i would say the best episode it wraps everything up beautifully um that entire season is just kind of like a love letter to the show itself and to the characters wow. and it's just it ends on such a great note and i think it as a show from start to finish it's just it's just better put together. It's better planned. It's better executed, hmm. um, rather than the office, who has really high highs but also really low lows. Gotcha. But Parks and Rec, it starts low and it keeps going and it doesn't stop. Gotcha. And so I would say that's kind of the the kind of the balance between that's the, the two. Heart of the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I would say the peaks for the office. I don't think Parks and Rec it gets close. I I think the peaks for the office are definitely higher. However, the lows are a lot lower. So the average and, score for The Office. Yeah. You think uh, yeah. So lower. if you think about it more as the median, the median episode of The Office is probably more funny and probably better than Parks and Rec. But the average, so the mean, is probably Parks and Rec. Huh. This, not, this is some mean versus yeah, median. Math numbers here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's where the, kind of the, the difference is. Wow. Huh. Okay. So what's, let me ask you like about the characters. Okay. Like... Michael versus Leslie, right? Those are mm-hmm. those are the main characters sure. in both of these shows. And then you got like the supporting cast. I don't know. Would you pair people up and say like, okay, it's this character versus this character? I, w- I would. Like Ron Swanson, who's his? Is he? I think there are elements of characters that are very similar. Like I think that you, um, 
you have kind of the two, like Michael and Leslie, they're the main characters. A lot of the show revolves around them. You've got kind of the outdoorsy, kind of keeps themselves pretty cynical, you know, straightforward, dry type that's Dwight or Ron. Right. Um, the difference is that Ron is the boss and not the subordinate. So they kind of flip those roles, the office, parks, and rec. Um, you kind of got the straight man that kind of just kind of reacts to everybody else. It's fairly normal. doesn't try to do too much, but just kind of there. And it's like, it's funny. It's kind of ironic the way they set it up where it's Jim um, and Anne in Parks and Rec. And if right. everyone knows Parks, the office, that the actress who plays Anne, Rashida Jones, plays Jim's girlfriend in the show hey. for a couple of seasons. So, but, Oh, I didn't connect those dots. Yeah. So uh, there's even some so overlapping some actors. Overlap yes. Well, what's yeah. that actress's name? Uh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but there's still like the there's some characters that are aspects that are very similar. Um, I, that's yeah. That's there. I wouldn't exactly pa- not everything else is like one to one per se. Mm. But this kind of gets into my next point about mm-hmm. character development, which I think is really the dividing line between the two shows. Okay. Um, character development is the dividing line. Between The Office and Parks and Rec. I would say that, yeah. Character development. Um, I would say that it's it's very similar to... Go ahead, sorry. Which characters would you say? So this is, this, is the, this is the thing about The Office, is that The Office individual characters are incredible. Like, Michael is, you know, carries the show. Steve Carell does an incredible job. And, like, most... If you hear an Office quote, 99% of the time it's going to be from Michael. Right. Hmm. Um, he carries, he has all of like the, you know, the single cam interviews. That's him. All of the hijinks that ensue are, are him. All of the other characters are reacting to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's really is the emotional center of the show. Now there are other aspects that are compelling. Like obviously Dwight is kind of just kind of reacting to Michael and the two of them together kind of work and do hijinks. And you have Jim that's reacting to the two of them, sometimes instigating the two of them. Also, you got Jim's relationship with Pam, which is something that the show definitely focuses on. Right. And there's some other small storylines that they sprinkle in here and there. But the show really centers around Michael and Dwight and Jim. And those are the three main the characters. Three. The three main characters. You get some Pam there later on. She eventually grows into more of a role. But there's a lot of other people in the office. And they hint at them kind of getting more character development, but they really don't do anything. So they have, like, for huh. example, Ryan, all of a sudden, you know, ascends to the, to the David Wallace role or, like, close to the boss. Right. And then he falls. And then they immediately put him into the kind of creep drug stoner user guy, put him in a box for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin gets, you know, Mike, they hint at him maybe getting a girlfriend. And then they, like, they, that kind of goes away, and he's just kind of the fat, dumb guy for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that actually gets a little bit of, of a growth arc is Daryl um, from the warehouse that kind of goes from the warehouse to, like, you know, eventually getting his own office and things like that. Uh-huh. But even then, he's just – his role is just playing another straight man to to Jim – or, like, kind of he and Jim are kind huh. of the two straight men. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty separate. And you don't get a lot of – side side um storylines between a lot of the other side characters like you really don't see like phyllis and oscar reacting to a situation or like doing their own thing there's if there's a storyline in the show it's like you know michael's doing this with dwight uh and jim is trying to you know hang out with pam or like someone else is bugging somebody or whatever and that's basically like kind of the through line of the show yeah parks and any character you would say that's particularly like you wish they would have done more I think there's a lot. I think that they could have they hinted at mo- at doing more with I think they could have built up a lot of the other more compelling characters like I think if uh I think Andy is a really missed opportunity mm-hmm. because I think they knew that they had a good character 
um, because he's you know super annoying at the beginning when he's in Stanford with Jim, and then oh, he yeah. kind of he's you know kind of is super it's all angry. coming back to me as we're talking. About yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um, he starts to you know get engaged to Angela, um, and that's a bit interesting. And they don't they don't really get into his grief. Kind of, he's just kind of they kind of huh. keep him in kind of the weird state. And I think that they tried to make him more of a character. But it was, uh, but it was after Michael left, and they really don't know what to do. So they try to give him a romance with Aaron, and then that doesn't really work. They start introducing new characters. They try to, you know, like Pete tries to compete with 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 Andy for Aaron, huh. and they make Andy just like a complete wreck, where he's like, you know, spending like time on a boat by himself. He like the the show ends with him like weeping before Aaron Rodgers. Oh like, my it's gosh! Just, it's just a really weird. Like he's a good character, and they just completely leave a lot of really good stuff on the table. And so I would say that's definitely a missed opportunity, and it's something that that they kind of didn't realize that they needed because Michael was carrying so much weight right. that once Michael leaves, that leaves a, that leaves a, you know, a big hole in the, the show didn't know what to do. and they weren't prepared yeah. for that sort of, to have other characters that would fill the hole. So what's this, what's that guy's name again? Andy. Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Andy was dropped off in a corner and just, uh, yeah. in a boat crying. He just had a lot himself. of potential with Angela and they could have developed that a lot more. But I, I don't know if they – I don't know. I think that they could have just – because it was obvious that Angela and Dwight would end up together. But the problem was is that they didn't really deal with the Andy situation of it all. From his perspective. From his perspective, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, they just kind of said, okay, now Angela and Dwight are together, but they don't deal with, like, the fallout from Andy and stuff. And mm-hmm. so they just kind of – they let they let a lot of characters be very one-dimensional. That, like, they're just kind of weird. You mm-hmm. know, kind of awkward, kind of quirky. Um like you say Parks and Rec, not, not as much. I would say Parks and Rec is, is the better of the two shows because you see a lot of growth, not just from the main characters that rev- that the show revolves around. So I would say Leslie and Ron are the two characters that the show revolves the most around. Hmm. And less so, and then Ben is introduced later, and he becomes more so. But it's, it's really just Leslie and Ron. Um, but a lot of the other characters you get a lot of growth arcs from a lot of the characters that you just kind of see them change and grow from like season one to, to the end. So you get, for example, like Andy, he, he enters on him. He's some guy. Parks that, like, and Rec Andy. Parks and Rec Andy. Yes. Very uh, similar. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah. Good to uh, compare and contrast the Andys. Yeah. This, this, this highlights the point that yeah. the Andy in the office yeah. maybe didn't get the attention he deserved. But the yeah. debate Andy, of the Andys. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so Andy starts, he's like kind of like a, a loser guy who like, you know, hurts himself falling into a pit and it's kind of like not super great to Anne, like his girlfriend, like right. he's not super nice. Um, and he, and you kind of lose the lovable aspect, but then you like season seven, you know, he's like, he's married to April. It's a very happy relationship. He's right. very loving. And you get to see the two of them who April is very negative, very cynical, very like, kind of like everyone can die. I hate everyone. And you kind of see the two of them where he's like, he is like the ultimate optimist. She's the ultimate pessimist. And you see them play off to play off of it together. And you see them kind of grow together that she, uh, his, I guess, interaction with her pessimism allows him to be like more of an adult and more responsible, even though they're like not super responsible, but like you see him kind of become growing. Yeah. I just become just a better person. Uh, Mm -hmm. April, on the other hand, you see that like the optimism of Andy feeds in and she starts to really love and care for, you know, her friends and the people that are, that she works with, like Leslie, like Ron without, you know, having like a super sunny exterior. So you get to see those characters. That's good. You get to see those characters grow. Yeah. Um, And it's compelling because it's, it's just like, you see the relationship play off of each other. Um, Shoot. You even see like Tom, 
Tom, who is like ultimate like achiever, like he wants to be rich, he wants to be famous, he wants to be well known, right. and you really see him deal with failure constantly throughout the show, huh. right. where he wants to achieve his dreams, he fails, he deals with them, and Who's he picks himself up. That guy that he's always like doing John Ralphio. John Ralphio. John Ralphio. John Ralphio. That was my favorite yes. character while I was. Oh watching. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. John Ralphio. He and he like went to jail or something. Yeah, so he, uh, well, there are multiple things that he did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. He, like, gets, uh, he, like, like walks in front of cars and gets hit, right? To, yeah. Just to, like, get the money out of it. I run over by a Lexus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of his thing. Oh, but, no, but like, yes. jo- like, Tom and Tom, you can see a lot of growth from him where he kind of, kind of understands how to run a business, how to be responsible. You see that growth kind of, he's kind of with John Ralphia for a long time and then kind of like distances himself from him. He's like, no, this is my dream. I need to pursue this. Hmm. You just want to party. I'm going to be responsible. I need to do this. And so, but like even like a lot of the side characters, you get to see them kind of grow together, both as like a group. So all of the characters kind of grow together in their love and like kind of care for each other. But they're also growing individually so that the show, it's to the point where in season six and seven, you can have storylines where it's like Donna and Tom go hang out and they do, you know, treat yourself. And that's a treat whole, yourself. That's treat a whole episode yes. where it's just the two of them. And it's like... I've heard people say, treat yourself. Treat yourself. It's oh, one yeah. of like the most iconic parts of the show. That oh, might wow. be the most quoted thing I can think of between these two shows. Yeah, treat yourself. Is it's, that from Parks and Recreation? Parks and Recreation, wow. yeah. Wow. There's a whole storyline where the two, where Donna and Tom go out and spend like a ton of money doing whatever they want because it's, it's one day and they call it treat yourself. And oh, so it's like wow. they go out and like massages and buy, like go to the mall, <laughs> buy a whole bunch of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. Um, you get, okay. there's just a lot of growth on a lot of the characters. And so you really feel like when the show ends, you really feel like you've gone a lot with these characters. Like, uh, wow. And these... you've, you as a, a viewer of the show have probably grown with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. You've just kind of been like, you've got to see them grow and change. Like Ron is a huh. great example of this where Ron is like, I'm quote from Ron. I'm not interested in caring about people. You know, it's like his, he talks about his best friend. Like we still never talk sometimes. Yeah. It's like stuff like that. He does not care, but you see him continually. You see him care about Leslie and like put himself on the line to help Leslie Mm. all the time. You see it with his, you know, mentorship with April and his extension love and care for Andy as well. You see Mm. him, uh, you see him get married and have two uh, like stepdaughters that like, you can see him like be a father mm, and wow. care for care for his daughters that he cares very deeply That's about. Really sweet. There's right. like a, there's this episode. Huh. There's a scene in like I think the la- the second to last season where he's like volunteering at their public school, like helping build the set for their like you know their play. Um, and you get to see and someone one of the, I think Donna's mentioned something like, "This looks good on you." Like seeing this that oh. you're like you're really so ha- you're happy like now. The redemption arc. Absolutely. That maybe. I mean, I guess in the office you have Dwight and he ends up like getting married and semi-normal. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. But it's, there's, there's less of a, there's less of like a, like a growth. Like you can kind of look at the end of the office and you see, okay, how many of these characters, they might have had different things happen to them, but like, is there like a growth? Is there development? It's like, is Jim yeah. really that much different than he was season one? Like he's married now, he's got kids, but like, is he really like a different person? Right. Dwight more or less the same guy. Michael, more or less the same person. They're really funny. And so that's the key is that a lot of these characters, like the office characters, they're just funnier, but they're really one dimensional. So if you want to get growth and change over a long period of time, and there's a lot of investment there. You know, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot like um, the office is kind of like your first crush where you have these moments, right? Like your, your first kiss or the, it's, the person just seems so funny, mm-hmm. but over time it just doesn't work out. Like yeah. you're more likely to get heartbroken, 
But it seems like with Parks and Rec, it kind of it leads to a, a a more satisfying conclusion. The characters grow. They're not perfect, you know. Like uh, it's a person you end up marrying, you know. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I I haven't got that's, it. first that's, isn't always best. I think we mentioned that earlier. Huh. Yeah. Wow, this is getting deep. This is way deeper than I thought. I thought this was just a surface level like. Who's funnier? But there's some real emotion going on behind. Yeah, there's definitely the like shows. I don't want to get into like there are some people that just shut up. I want to enjoy the show. I don't want to think about the emotional impact of these things. But I think that there's definitely like there's there's some room for this. Right. Is that if if like that's kind of you find a lot of people that are connecting to certain characters that are really impactful. And I think that's huh. the point of television in and of itself is to is to sometimes just kind of you know it's entertainment. But there's like there's you're trying to connect and trying to and right. find enjoyment with that. Now, a lot of these things are also personal preference. So it's like, there is a surface level aspect of that. It's like, I think The Office is funnier. And it's like, okay, some people just find The Office's humor super uncomfortable. Like, my dad hates it. That's actually like, how I felt when I first watched yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, there are some things that are like, especially like... I mean, in, when did The Office come out? Um, it was like, it was it was like, you know, mid to late to like 2010s, kind okay, of like, okay. yeah. It's like, maybe how politically correct are some of those jokes? Well, they were, not, they were not correct even then right. and they were kind of edgy then <laughs> right oh, and man. so but it's like some of it's really uncomfortable like for example the scott's tots episode um scott's tots yes so is scott's probably, tots is a yikes it's a cringe well it's just yes dinner party great scott's tots ah. well, it's, scott's tots it's like the the episode is um michael uh in oh, when like 10 years ago there were a bunch of third graders that he told them that he would pay for their college because he just cared so much about them. And now that they've like are about to graduate, they're expecting him to pay up. Oh, and so they no. go, they go through like a whole presentation. They like do what they have like a Michael Scott day at their high school. No. They like bring him in and his, their teachers like, you did it. You kept their promises. All these kids had dreams and they didn't think that they could afford it, and you made it happen. Oh, no. And he's like, I don't have the money to do it. And it's like, I. so the first time I watched it, it was actually me, I was actually in the process of applying for college. So, oh, like, wow. it was my senior year of high school. Struck a so I couldn't watch it. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to wait, like, a week. I can't watch this now. I'm wow. like, I told my brother, I'm like, we need to wait. I can't watch this now. Wow. Um, but that's probably, like, that's, like, the peak of the uncomfortable humor. So some people really like that, mm -hmm. really enjoy that. But a lot of people don't. And so that's a bit of a personal preference. Huh. Some people like... You know, the individual high highs, like, I just want to watch, you know, the really funny stuff 12 times, and I don't care that, you know, this character is eventually going to end up here. I don't really care. That doesn't right. really matter for It's me. just the moment. Yeah, me. it's just like, I just want to laugh and enjoy a good time. I don't want to get super invested and stuff like that. But if there, there are other people that are different where they're like, I want to see, I want to feel like I'm getting something out of this 22 minutes that I'm spending with these people. Right. Um, I want to see them grow. I want to see them change. I still want it to be funny and entertaining. Huh. But like there's, I want, I want some more out of that. I want to be uplifted. And this is, Parks and Rec is definitely a more like uplifting mm. and like kind of joyous show. Um, people, yeah. there's not much like people hating each other, kind of like, there's there's a little bit of that, but it's yeah. it's mostly just like, you know, imperfect people learning how to live and care for each other mm. in um in the context of a workplace. And isn't that what life is all about? Amen. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I would I, agree with that. I see the passion in what you're saying here, yeah. Peter. This is this is deeper than I thought. Hey, so how about uh some maybe some rapid fire uh last minute like facts, sayings, quotes. Things that would really get my foot in the door of like, you know, let's say I, you know, I don't really know that many quotes. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know if, you know, you've listed a couple things like the dinner party, you know, avoid Scott's tots, yeah. you know, but what, what else, what else is there? I don't know. I think that like, it's pretty hard to be like specific, like quotes and stuff. It's just really hard to like, it's 
when I'm quoting something, it's usually just something in the flow of conversation. So, situational. so like the amount of times I've quoted, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I like <laughs> something I, I, <laughs> Which I, one is that from? I don't that know. That from. It's from The Office. Uh, office. Michael says that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little superstitious. <laughs> um, the, um, I'm not interested in caring about people is, an, is a Ron quote Ron, that I say. I'm not interested in caring about people. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the, uh, or like the, um, what's it, when he's like in the, Ron is in the park and it's just like, he like fills out a form and says, I can do what I want. And like, he just hands that to somebody. <laughs> and nice. it's, yeah, it's just stuff like that. That's nice. Um, cool. Yeah. I think that's cool. pretty good. This so I'm not, I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I don't care about people. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in caring about people. I'm not, I'm not interested. interested in you got to get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, any like John Ralphio, like flush with cash or just like, or money please is a great one. Money yeah. Please. Money please. Money please. Or what was that? I got hit by a, a... I got, I got run over by a Lexus. Lexus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's another great one. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, hey, I think we're ready to give this, give this a try. Yeah. So this is the part of the show. If you're listening for the first time where... Uh, Grayson and I try to, we do a mock conversation. Mm-hmm. So in this scenario, uh, because I, last week I played, uh, the other role this mm-hmm. week, I'm going to play as, uh, mock out the, uh, the actual parks and rec expert who's actually watched the shows multiple times and Grayson. I'll have, uh, just listened to this podcast and uh, maybe seen a few episodes in the past. Yeah. And, uh, let's just say, let's just set the scene. We, uh, have just met. Um, we've been talking for a little bit and we have gotten on to hobbies and we've started talking about TV shows and Grayson has just asked me what my favorite TV show is. So here we go. Ready? So Nick, uh, what's your favorite TV show? Oh, I love The Office, Parks and Rec, sitcoms. That That's my thing. Oh, awesome. I love those too. I, really? Where do you land on the controversy? You know, I mean, The Office versus Parks and Rec. I know it's a... Yeah. Topic. Yeah. You know, I'm. I think I'm more of a. I'm more of an office kind of guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What about you? It's kind of the majority opinion there. I, I'd say. Majority opinion. Yeah. You know, I know it's controversial. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm kind of Parks and Rec. Okay. What? Why is that? Well, you know, more than anything, I just think that the depth of character development and the individual personalities are just a lot more compelling in Parks and Rec. I mean, just take for example the the Battle of the Andes, right? So you have an Andy <laughs> in each show. And I know, like, the Andy in uh, The Office, he's just kind of the sweater vest guy. He has his moments, but it, it just ends kind of in a unresolved... Him crying in a boat? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. that's true. But uh, Andy in um, Parks and Rec, I mean, he just, like, falls in love, uh, grows up, really, with us. And, you know, it's just sweet to see. You know, I, yeah, that, that might be true, but how much of real life are you trying to get on a TV? You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm there for the laughs, you know? You you can't deny the office. I mean the dinner party. It is pretty funny the dinner party with right? the uh, with the bed when, when he sleeps at like the foot of the bed. Right, right, right. That was so funny. <laughs> I, I laughed a lot. No, the, the, don't get me wrong. I think the office is hilarious, but I mean Parks and Rec has some really funny parts too. I mean like uh, the treat yourself episode. Oh, hilarious! Wow, yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I mean they just go around spending all this money on themselves. And it's like, that that is a a more common saying in in our actual culture than um like some I, I don't know, like an office school like uh I'm 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 not superstitious I'm just a little superstitious <laughs> right right that's a good one that's a good one yeah. yeah and you know I mean when it comes down to it like I think both shows are great I just love like like I said even the the redemption arc that you see 
like, you know, take uh, Dwight versus, versus Ron, you know. I think, like, they're both kind of the the mean, like, do-it-themselves, not really caring for other people, mm. like, kill-or-be-killed kind of personalities. And they, like, both come around a little bit, but really Ron is the one who, like, at the end of the day is this, like, fatherly figure, and you see him, like, going off into the horizon at, at like, a, works at a park, right? And it's just, like, well, this guy's you know, reached his dream. I guess some people are there for the full, full eight or whatever seasons, and some people, like me, are there for the peaks, season two and three of The Office. You can't, it doesn't get better than that. Season three and four. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think that's scene. Scene and scene. Okay, Peter, scale of one to ten. How'd I do? I think you guys did great. I very, I feel very proud. I was like, wow, you guys are really <laughs> yeah. nailing this. Yeah, I'd good, definitely give you guys like nine and a half. Nine, nine and, and a half. half. Nine, nine and a half. Absolutely. Grayson, I think that's the highest we've ever gone. That, that I've is, gone before. I, you know what? I just think you guys did a really great job. I think you both kind of expressed. Uh, good stuff. I think that you could have totally like if I was someone that knew nothing about either side, I would have thought that you two both knew what you were talking wow. about. Wow, crush wow. it! Nine and a half. I we just got hit by Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> I love on. it. I'm gonna go home right now, and uh, I think probably watch Parks and Rec. You've you've struck a nerve with that and the nostalgia. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm more of a sh- shorter commitment kind of guy. You know, I don't have too much time, so I'll probably go watch The Office. Yeah, <laughs> season three or four. Well, we'll circle back and see if we uh, still hold our positions when we when we next get together next week. So thank you all for uh, listening in for this episode of Neat to Know. I hope you learned some pretty neat things. Um, and Peter, thank you for being here. And we'll see you guys next time.